0: Hello, hope you're okay. Thank you for downloading today's podcast on Friday, May 19th. Our top story today, a Gravesend family say they're thankful to have received a bone marrow transplant for their 12-year-old son after he developed a rare and severe form of anemia. Louis tassari became unwell in November and was diagnosed with aplastic anemia, which is when the body doesn't produce enough blood cells. He finally received a transplant in March and his mum Vicky says it's been a very difficult time.
2: The hardest part is seeing your child's so unwell and there's nothing you can do to help him. Your motherly instincts to hug him, to feed him, to keep him warm, you can't do any of that stuff. When he's got a temperature, you've got to strip the covers off him. You've got to hand him over to the medical staff and that's really hard. That's the hardest part.
3: So how long did you have to wait for a bone marrow transplant?
2: So we found out, uh, Louis got ill at the start of November, and then we found out in December the 23rd, we got a phone call from our nurse at King's to say that he had a match, which was the best news. Um, but then he didn't actually have the transplant until the 16th of March, so it was a bit of a wait, but um, we were just grateful that he did have a match, because I know some kids don't.
4: Was it like having to sort of keep keep Louis really safe, but then you, you're you very isolated?
2: It's really hard to be isolated for so long. I couldn't see my little girls who were one, and one was four at the time, and one had just turned one, so it was really difficult to split our family apart. My husband had to live in a different house. And they moved out with him. So, yeah, it really tears a family apart, staying so isolated, and he was still getting really sick, even though we were trying our best. It's just heartbreaking.
0: They need to wait 100 days before doctors know if the transplant has been a complete success. One of our other top stories today, a group of teenagers have helped save the life of a man who fell into diabetic shock at Margate Beach. The four girls noticed him laying on his back. They saw his body shaking and his eyes wide open, prompting them into action. The girls aged 13 and 14 dialed 999 and took instructions from the dispatchers until an ambulance arrived. Paramedics say they saved his life.
5: Kent Online reports
0: Three people have been arrested after a vehicle crashed into a bus stop following a police chase in rochester at kent online you can see pictures of the damage caused by the collision on delsh road in the early hours of this morning officers say the driver failed to stop and has been detained along with two passengers they were all given medical treatment before being taken into custody a former Met police officer accused of missing opportunities to properly investigate Killer Wayne Cousins from Deal has admitted she made some errors but says nothing would have changed the tragic outcome. Samantha Lee was looking into indecent exposure allegations against Cousins at a McDonald's in Swanley in the days before he kidnapped and murdered Sarah Everard. She denies the allegations and a misconduct hearing continues. People living in a village near Ashford fear plans for new homes would put too much pressure on water supplies. Developers want to build on a 3.7-acre plot of land off the A251 in Chollock. Residents who had to rely on bottled water when taps ran dry last summer are calling for improvements to infrastructure first. Also making news today, residents are calling for a sports ground in Ramsgate to be restored, claiming it's become an eyesore. Council run Jackie Baker's dates back to 1924, but it's currently not fit for purpose after vandals destroyed brickwork and fencing. Newly elected Councillor Will Scobie agrees the centre has been a victim of years of neglect.
1: So it's a bit of a bit of a shame. I think there's been years of underinvestment in Jackie Baker's. Um, we were recently elected as the councillors. So um, we saw the petition have engaged with the local residents and we're looking forward to working with them hopefully to um, get some improvements. Um, There is a new Labour cabinet uh, to represent uh, Thanet District Council and we're going to be working with them to try and get some improvements in this area.
2: And um, what kind of challenge is it for the people that have to use the, the facilities here? So how is it affecting the residents?
1: Well I think clearly there's some problems you know there's local sports groups working here and you know there's issues with the grass being unlevel and not being mowed properly, um, the actual facilities here, um, changing rooms there's no toilets um, so clearly some changes and in investments needed um, and I think it's been a long time since that's happened here uh, but we're looking forward to engaging with the new Labour cabinet to try and get some improvements.
0: A petition has been launched to secure its future. It's already gathered more than 650 signatures.
6: Kent Online reports.
0: Four people have been arrested after parked cars were set alight in Tunbridge. Crews were called to the Chase and Avon Close in the early hours of yesterday. A 20 year old man, two teenage girls, and a boy are all in custody. A disqualified driver who drove at speeds of more than 130 miles per hour and rammed a police car on the M20 has been jailed. Kane McLeod was also found with a loaded handgun and drugs after the high-speed pursuit, which began on the M25 in 2021. The 32-year-old from Wandsworth Avenue in Derby has been sentenced to more than seven years in prison after other offences were also taken into account. There's a warning to dog owners after a sitting-born pet is thought to have been poisoned. The eight-year-old Bulldog became sick after visiting Bourne and Nature Reserve. Two other dogs have suffered similar symptoms. Charity Animals Lost and Found say it seems to be a growing problem and they are extremely concerned. A court order has been granted to evict a group of travellers off a field in a Kent village. Several caravans, cars and vans pitched up on the Lower Meadow Recreation Ground by Maximilian Drive in Hauling. It's thought they arrived last Sunday. A notice was issued on Tuesday. It comes amid a national shortage of gypsy and traveller sites with no plots currently available in Kent. More than 1,500 health workers in Medway are set to miss out on an NHS pay increase. Staff at Medway Community Healthcare have been told they won't be getting the extra cash from the government, despite being on the same contract as other NHS staff. It's because the service is known as a social enterprise. The Department of Health has been approached for a comment. Kent
5: Online reports.
0: A Dover man who bombarded emergency services with nuisance calls is behind bars. Douglas White called police, ambulance crews and other NHS services between January in April, sometimes shouting abuse. The 53-year-old from the high street has been locked up for a year. At Kent Online, you can see video of a water leak at a flat in Canterbury which a mum says has left her feeling depressed and angry. Water's been dripping from the ceiling of the property in Crane Mill Lane North and causing patches of mould. Town and country housing have apologised but say they faced issues gaining access to carry out repairs. Now, a campaign's underway as figures show a 25% increase in breast cancer cases in Kent over the past decade. That's a significantly bigger rise than the national average of 14%. Dover mum Jo Knight found a lump in 2017 and had to have chemo, radiotherapy and
6: a double mastectomy. It was pretty gruelling. I think when you're first diagnosed, it's that instant fear. Um, I mean, you instantly, you know, no matter if you hear that word cancer, you think, I'm going to die. Am I going to, or the question is, am I going to die? Um, and you go through so many different emotions through the fear, for the anger, for the worry. I think um it's all about educating people and creating as much awareness as we can for women and men um to check themselves regularly and knowing your normal and knowing your body and that if you do find something that you act on it there is so much uh information out there for people but I think people are scared people are scared to do it because it's the what if what if I find a lump what if, what am I going to do but the actual reality is that if you are diagnosed, it's even scarier. So if you can nip it in the bud in time and find it soon enough, then, you know, we can treat it. But, yeah, it is shocking those figures have gone up. And I think it's people not not knowing what to do. I mean, I, I dread to think my story could have been a very different one if I'd have left that lump any longer. And my consultant said to me, thank goodness you came when you did. Mine was a grade two. Obviously, they're in lots of different stages, different grades, which I didn't realize when I was diagnosed. But I'm just so grateful and so thankful that I took it upon myself to act and see my doctor because yeah, it could have been very different. I might not have been here, which is a scary thought. Obviously, I was a single parent when I was diagnosed and there are so many people out there that who go it alone, who don't have that support. Um, and one of the questions my daughter asked me was, am I gonna get breast cancer, mom? You know, she was only eight at the time. Am I gonna get cancer? So. Um, Hopefully, by the time, you know, as she's old enough, obviously she's 16 now, she checks herself regularly because obviously I create as much awareness as I can about uh, breast cancer and checking yourself. So by the time she's old enough, God forbid if anything happened, all the research and the money that is invested to these charities and to breast cancer now for the research, you know, by the time, if anything ever happened it, you know, treatments will change. They're gonna be far more advanced. And just, yeah, the support that they give breast cancer. Now, obviously, I use them quite a lot when going through treatment online just to look up different resources. And for me personally, afterwards, and I know a lot of women do suffer after treatment because you're kind of left to go it alone. So I was involved on a moving forward course uh, with breast cancer now, which was absolutely fabulous. It was invaluable for me and just gave me a lot of, lot of help with moving forward after a breast cancer diagnosis. Cause unfortunately having had cancer, it doesn't go away. It doesn't leave you, you know, it's parked firmly at the back of my, the back of my mind, but there is the, you know, that fear of what if it did come back?
0: She says support from charities like Breast Cancer Now helped her cope and explain things to her eight-year-old daughter. They're on the hunt for more volunteers to raise money for life-saving research. Kerry Banks joined the team in deal after losing a friend to the disease.
4: So I started fundraising in 2006 when a very close friend called Julie Mortimer, she had been diagnosed with breast cancer for the second time, and sadly it did metasize, It came back, it metasized, and we lost Julie in 2010. And I thought we've got to do something. There's got to be something more. We've got to be doing more. So I sort of renamed my fundraising Julie's Legacy. And in 2011, I just went to everybody's like, you know, we've got to fundraise, got to raise awareness. You know, people shouldn't be dying. I didn't want Julie just to become another number, another statistic. Her her passing had to mean more. So to date, I've raised just over £280,000 in Julie's memory. And uh, just everywhere I go, I sort of I make it my it's been my life, um, made it my life legacy to do this and dedicate my life to funding cutthroat life changing research and uh, being involved with the breast cancer family as a volunteer and fundraiser and campaigner is the most incredible feeling. It's the support. It's the fact that you're funding life changing research Um, is just an incredible, you know, incredible thing to be a part of. I have two grandchildren, um, two girls, and they've grown up knowing that this is what Nanny does. They're breast aware. The eldest one is breast aware already. Uh, she's nearly 10. And the youngest one that she just knows that Nanny does a lot of fundraising. She get, They both get involved. It's so vitally important that we get the awareness. We get the, the checks going. We get the education into the schools. I go into schools and you educate the youngsters. Get it on the curriculum. I'd love to see it on the curriculum. How to check your breasts because when I go into schools and and prostrate and you know, because I go into schools and sometimes they're like oh breasts you know, but actually this is this is life changing stuff. You know what you're checking. You know what you're looking for. It should be on the curriculum. I've been with the charity seventeen years and you know the support as I said support you're given and knowing that you're making a such a difference is incredible and you know for anyone thinking about becoming a community fundraising volunteer I would say just do it sign up just do it you know you will make a difference you can be part of those breakthroughs.
0: She's encouraging more people to get involved saying the feeling it gives you is incredible. Kent Online
6: reports.
0: A new report shows Kent police have been rated good when it comes to tackling serious and organised crime. The force has recently been inspected by an independent body who found they led nearly 170 disruptions to gangs involved in things like drug dealing, fraud and cyber offences. The report also says new teams have been created to tackle modern slavery, organised immigration crime and money laundering. There's going to be a meeting in Whitstable tonight about the impact of Airbnb and holiday lets on the town. Green Party councillors say residents are worried owners aren't paying council tax or business rates while the local community feel is being lost. A money-saving mum from Folkestone has been telling Kent Online how the cost of living crisis is making it increasingly difficult to come up with cheap recipe ideas. Jo Drinkwater set up a food bank during lockdown and has now decided to share her meal tips on Instagram to help other families.
3: During lockdown, I accidentally ended up running a, a food bank from my house and um, in the end we sent out about oh god nearly 154 food shops for families and got them delivered to them and um, the reason I started my page actually was because as things were starting to turn again last year as we knew they were going to get bad again I considered doing the food bank again but I just thought the heart it was such hard work when it's in your house and it's everywhere so I had a think and I thought maybe the best way to help people is to share how I cook and how I keep costs down and how I shop and how I think things through to make it easier to cook certain things
7: how have you managed to get that mindset to to kind of plan like you do but also to to save money are you naturally very good at doing that anyway
3: um I think it's because I just always have had tea so to be careful of what we're spending and how we're spending it and what we're spending it on. Um, I do plan ahead. I don't recommend anyone else do that. It's really sad, but um, I can plan ahead up to a month um, and also plan the food shops for each week that would be needed for those dinner but I, I understand that's not realistic and not everyone can do that but even just planning the night before what you're going to eat can really stop you from wasting things and if you shop I recommend shopping for a few days dinners not one otherwise you're constantly going to and from the shop and you're picking up things you don't really need and always know what's in your freezer and your cupboards I do stock check them because otherwise you buy things don't need and then you find stuff in the back of the fridge that you didn't know was there still
7: so tell me a bit about um your top tips because the the page has got as you mentioned some some great recipes what sort of things are you cooking that you think could be affordable for all of us
3: so, at the moment, uh, for the last week or so, I've been working on something new. Um, I do do a mixture of recipes. I also feel like if you eat really well in the week, you can have treats at the weekend. So, I also do fake way recipes and what I call treat recipes, but are cheaper. Um, one of the things I'm working on is my 444. So, I'm trying to create recipes that use four ingredients to feed four people under four pounds. I have a few of them on there already. Um, they're not for everyone, but they, I've made them as simple as possible. Anybody can make them.
7: I guess we all do still think a lot more now don't we about food because we always hear what we what we should be eating but we're also looking at how much we're spending yeah. as well? Have you noticed when you've been doing shops over the past year that you are noticing a big difference when you get your receipt as to how much things are cost? Oh, costly?
3: absolutely! I'm that sad person that knows the price it was last week and what it was last year because obviously, where I price out my recipes, I knew the price of everything. Even something so silly as an, an egg this time last year, the cheapest you'd be able to get was about seven p. Now it's thirteen. That's almost double for an for
7: one egg. And what sort of pressure has it put on you as a mum? You're, you know, you're very busy um, looking after two little ones. Do you feel under pressure sometimes?
3: Yeah, I think it would be hard not to, especially when... you kind of want to make the things that you're used to making, but then you look at the price of it and then you have to really, I really have to think, okay, now, I would have used four chicken breasts. Can I do this with two? And you not notice the missing two chicken breasts. Some days I do feel really pressured because I think, oh, I must do something. But like anyone else, there are days I just think, okay, we're just having a frozen pizza today. It's fine. But I do enjoy it. Um, My favourite moments actually are when someone sends me a picture or tags me in a recipe of mine they've made because it thinks I'm doing it for a reason people are actually making them I'm helping somebody
0: She says the price of some supermarket food has doubled in the last year, but being organised and prepping ahead can help keep things affordable. Her page is called Joe's Kitchen Menu. Kent
5: Online reports.
0: Communities across Kent are set to benefit from nearly 15 million pounds of investment in walking and cycling routes. The funding is part of a national initiative to encourage more people to do the school run on foot or by bike. Called Active Travel, it's also expected to boost the economy through increased high street spending and better access to jobs. A fitness YouTuber from Hythe is going to be one of the new gladiators when the tv show returns to our screens matt morcia has previously represented england in the triple jump and quit his job as a pe teacher to start a social media channel his gladiator name will be legend Kent songwriter Kid Harpoon has been recognised at this year's Ivan Novella Awards. He's picked up the prize for the most performed work with Harry Styles for As It Was. It's the third time he's picked up one of music's most prestigious prizes.
5: Kent Online Reports.
0: And now with a roundup of everything that's going on in Kent this week, here's Sam Laurie.
5: Half term is just around the corner, along with another bank holiday weekend, and, of course, the summer holidays are getting closer and closer. So it's about time to start putting things in the calendar and planning some great days out. One date you certainly won't want to miss is the Kent Big Weekend, which returns on Saturday the 24th and Sunday the 25th of June. That might seem like a while away still, but the ballot to apply for tickets is open now, and it closes in just a couple of weeks. For those who don't know, the weekend is a chance for Kent residents to get free entry tickets to huge attractions, such as Dover Castle, Leeds Castle, Howlett St. Port Lim, Canterbury Cathedral and the Chatham Dockyards. There are lots more attractions listed on the website, as well as experiences, including afternoon tea, guided tours, wine tasting and more, so make sure you apply for your tickets before the deadline on the 12th of June. Now onto this weekend, which is packed with plenty of things to do. The Faversham Festival of Transport will be pulling into town on Saturday and Sunday, with hundreds of classic cars set to be on display. There will also be an electric car display, vintage bus rides around the market town, and a go-kart circuit as well as food and drink stores and a crafts market inside the Alexander Centre. If you prefer to let someone else do the driving, you can head to the Canterbury Wine Festival and sample tipples from more than 35 vineyards and producers. The event, which takes place on Saturday at Westgate Hall, also includes a tasting masterclass with wine expert Clive Barlow. Now, while you might want to know your way around a good Merlot or Sauvignon Blanc, there are also some more kid-friendly days out taking place this weekend. The Marvel and DC Comic Con, which also includes stars from shows such as Stranger Things and House of the Dragon, is back at Quecks Park in Birchington this Sunday. This year the convention is even bigger than before, with cosplayers, character panels and signings, retro gaming, VR headsets, robots and replica props from the likes of Ghostbusters and Harry Potter. And finally the whole family can get involved in arts and crafts as the Craft in Focus Spring Fair continues at Hever Castle. The fair, which will be in the castle grounds until Sunday, will be bursting with artisan craft stalls, as well as art challenges, pottery workshops and reiki throwing demonstrations. So even if you haven't got time to start planning ahead for the summer just yet, you know you definitely won't be short of ideas this weekend. Kent Online Sports.
0: In cricket, Kent continue bowling on day two of their county championship match against Surrey. They finished their first innings on 278 at the Oval yesterday after a strong partnership from Joey Everson and Michael Hogan made up for a mid-order collapse. The home side resume on 88 for 1. That's all from us today. Thank you ever so much for listening. Don't forget, you can follow on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram and TikTok. You can also get details on the top stories direct to your email each morning via the briefing. To sign up, just head to kentonline.co.uk. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast.